Hey everyone, before we get started, I want to let you know that I've got something in the works for those of you who are looking to take a more active role in constructing your environment of success. I'm looking for 12 people, specifically from you listeners and those people from the Ignited Firefighter Facebook group, who would be interested in meeting with me via Zoom on a weekly basis in order to refine and establish systems that would help us become the firefighters we would want on our crew. But not only that, we can become the spouses, parents, and friends that contribute to a community that we aren't just a part of, but a community that we're actively building through our actions. I'm calling this group of people the cadre. If you're interested in becoming part of a more focused group of people looking to make progress in their personal and professional lives, please reach out to me on any social media outlet or email me at ignitedff at gmail.com and I'll add you to the list. Like I said, I'm limiting this group to 12 people. And those of you who join early on will be locked in at an introductory rate. So get in soon. We'll get rolling the first week in July. All right, guys. Well, now let's get to today's episode. As firefighters and EMS professionals, we see things sometimes on a daily basis that, quote, normal people don't see their entire lives. The traumatic things that we see take a toll whether we want to admit it or not. In today's episode, I'll talk about how the unpredictability of the things we see affects us, how confronting, not ignoring, our emotions will make us better firefighters, and I'll give you five strategies that can make self-care a part of our career. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line As we light the spark within ourselves It comes from way deep down inside we go through a fire academy, we're trained on making quick attacks on fires, how to pull and load hose, how to do a primary search, and things we can do if we become trapped or lost in a fire. Now all of these things are important, but according to a 2019 report put out by FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, only 4% of all reported fire department runs were fire related. 4%. EMS runs accounted for close to 65% of all other calls, with the remaining being simple service calls or welfare checks. With fire calls being less than 5% of the runs we go on, isn't it curious how we spend roughly 95% of our time in an academy on fire-related responses? And that's like 16 to 18 weeks of it, right? And here's another question. Shouldn't we be spending a significant amount of time on learning how to deal with the things we'll see and the situations that we'll come in contact with? The fact is, we receive little to no training on how to be resilient in these situations and how to handle the mental stress that comes with the job. Now, there's a perceived persona that we as firefighters and EMS providers uh, should be tough and act like the things that we see and the tasks that we perform don't affect us. 
we put our lives at risk to perform our duties and we sacrifice our personal time and commitment to do so. But we often don't take it seriously. I understand that you've got to have a sense of humor in the job. I get it. But to never address the things that are truly bothering you is not mentally healthy. Our careers are unpredictable by nature. We never know when the tones are going to go off and we don't know the reasons why they're going to go off. This is part of the reason we love the job so much. I know it's a big reason I do. Each day is different and we don't have deadlines that we need to meet. We don't have any like TPS reports that we need to file, right? We never bring work home with us, not in a physical sense anyway. Keep in mind that the work we tend to bring home with us comes in the form of situations and feelings that we haven't processed or effectively worked through. Sometimes this manifests as emotional outbursts with the ones we love. Sometimes it's crying for no reason or just feeling numb to it all. It doesn't take a huge catastrophic event for us to become affected either. It can come from repetitive and redundant low acuity calls like falls or the infamous quote unquote ill person. Side note, did you know that according to recent statistics, falls are the number one reason 911 is called? Gravity is kicking people's asses out there, that's for sure. I think it was like something like 86% of all EMS calls are, are falls. But anyway, I digress. The main point of me telling you all this is that I need you to understand that just like the unpredictability of the calls that we run on, our emotions can manifest just as unpredictable if we aren't mindful of them. We need a system to acknowledge them and mitigate them. Not get rid of them or ignore them, but establish a system for facilitating them. Just like the issues we face at work, we have to face the issues of our emotions. We've got to first accept that they're present rather than ignore them or try to make jokes about how we don't feel anything, right? How we're robots or monsters or whatever. Then we need to walk through them using the system that we've set up for that very thing, whether it's taking a walk, uh, talking it out, working it out at the gym, journaling, or speaking to a therapist. We pride ourselves on our ability to perform well while at work, as we should. We sacrifice time with our families. We don't take vacation time. And we wear not taking sick time like some kind of badge of honor while showing up with the flu. These are all things that would hinder our ability to effectively diffuse and debrief for the next shift. The ironic twist of fate here is that being able to acknowledge and manage our emotions actually makes us better at performing the job we love so much. And just to remind you, you are not your career. You may be a firefighter, but that doesn't mutually exclude all of the other roles that you have in your personal life. This means that we're obviously going to have some traumatic things that happen to us outside of work as well. And we aren't immune to the happenings of the world or the influence of reckless people in our lives. But the better we're able to mitigate the unpredictable things that we deal with at work, the better we'll be able to mitigate the unpredictable things that we deal with at home. Some of you out there might be thinking, well, what's this guy's problem? I don't understand. Like, is he just a wuss? Can he not handle the job? What's the deal? No, I've seen a lot of things, but what I'm telling you here is that we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our systems and our training. 
To think you can sit in a recliner for most of your career and then perform like the Hulk on a fire scene is asinine. So let me share some systems with you that you can put into place to mitigate your emotions to get control so they don't wind up controlling you. I've got five specific things that you can put in place to help you keep your head right. Ready? Here we go. Number one, give yourself grace. We hear jokes all the time about having to be soulless to do this job, right? Nurses joke about it too, although I think they might really be soulless. <laughs> Just kidding to all my nurse friends out there. But really, saying things like this can be harmful to our psyche. Just like when someone repeatedly tells you that you aren't smart, you start to believe it. If you are the source of your worst criticism, then ultimately who do you have left when it comes time for you to need an advocate? Sometimes we need to hold ourselves accountable for our mistakes, but along with that accountability comes growth. Mistakes without a lesson learned are simply instances of chosen, repeated, destructive behavior. You know it, and I know it. We are our own worst enemies. We are our own worst critics. But we can curb that somewhat so we don't wind up destroying ourselves. Our self-judgments chip away at our resilience until there's nothing left. But when we run a call that doesn't go well or results in ways that we can't control, we're sometimes left searching for answers, for someone to blame maybe. Oftentimes our rational mind seeks for a reason why the things happened the way that they did or why things are the way that they are. We search for some reason as to why what happened happened. And when we're alone with our thoughts, we turn on ourselves. We blame ourselves. We've got to accept things as they are. Sometimes things are beyond our control, and we've got to accept that and move forward. We are the ones who answer the call while others would run away in fear. We are the ones who have trained for years to show up on someone's worst day and do everything we can to make it better. And for that, we have already fulfilled our duty and therefore should relinquish all guilt that may follow. So stop judging yourself. We are the ones who made the commitment and forged ourselves into who we are so that we could effectively do the job we love. Stop judging yourself. Number two, be cognizant of the impact of difficult calls. As you already know, not every big incident is going to be the thing that causes us trauma. It can come from the most seemingly innocent places. As we run more and more calls, a sort of callousness develops when it comes to otherwise difficult situations. We kind of get used to seeing traumatic things. We tell ourselves and our crew that we're fine, and we go about our day. My question is, why is it that we'll trust our crew to have our back when it comes to running into a burning building, but when it comes to talking about something we're struggling with, that's something that we don't trust each other with at all. I encourage you not to hide or bury the things you're dealing with. An ignored fire won't go out just by ignoring it. In fact, it'll get bigger and more out of control until it finally consumes everything in its path. The same goes for ignoring difficult calls that you need to work through. Not everything requires a therapist. Don't get me wrong here. But these things do require a method for mitigation. I've mentioned journaling, exercising, hell, maybe even karaoke is your thing that helps get you through these things. But whatever that thing is, utilize it. 
Establish it as a system for you to get it out of your system. Number three, be willing to talk about things. We all talk about how the fire service is a family, right? Well, not only do we have that family, but we have our home families as well. And we can't expect to keep good relationships with them if we aren't willing to open up and talk about things. I'm not saying use your family as a way to dump all of your trauma and share the gory details, but I am saying that they're willing to be there to support you when you need them. Like I said earlier, we naturally search for reason and purpose when it comes to the incidents that we're called to. We need to accept the things that we can't change and mitigate what we can. But that doesn't stop our human brains from filling in the gaps, sometimes using our own family members' faces as resources, and that hits us hard. We've got to be willing to talk about how things have affected us and help our loved ones be aware of what's going on with us so they can help be a support system. Number four, understand that mental health is just as important as physical health. What is the body without the mind? It's an empty shell. To ignore the effect that our career has on our mind is to invite self-destruction. Some firefighters and EMS providers rely on caffeine, drugs, legal or not, alcohol, or even random sexual escapades to take the place of actually dealing with our repressed issues. Ignorance is weakness. Facing your struggles and having a productive and positive outlet to deal with your struggles is what makes you stronger. Think about going to the gym. We work our bodies so we can become stronger, right? We go through sets and reps so we can become stronger. The same goes for our minds. We can't expect to strengthen it without exercising it. That's like going to the gym and never doing leg day, right? You're going to be way out of balance. You're going to look weird, first of all, but you're going to be way out of balance when it comes to your, your overall strength. Number five, finally, number five, understand that not everyone in the fire service has PTSD. Now, the term PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder has been thrown around a lot by the media in the last decade. Uh, and it seems like more and more it's being used as an excuse for crappy behavior. Just because you've, quote, seen some shit, man, doesn't mean that it's an excuse for you to treat people like crap. Another thing to understand is that just because you're in the fire service doesn't mean you're inherently going to get PTSD. There's no reason to live in fear of that happening. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be mindful of dealing with the trauma that you do experience. Keep in mind that all of these things I've shared today are geared toward helping you become the firefighter you would want on your crew. We all want strong assets on our crew, not weak liabilities, right? I know I do. So let's do the work that becoming a strong asset requires. Understand that just like going into a fire or EMS scene with proper personal protection, we can't be there to help others if we haven't made sure that we're taking care of ourselves first. So take care of yourself. Do the work. I've got some exciting things coming, guys. The cadre that I talked about at the beginning of the episode will be starting up in the beginning of July, and the book that I wrote will be coming out soon. So currently I'm going through the final steps with the publisher on layout and cover design, things like that. And uh, I'll be sure to let you all know when the official release date for that is, 
so you can get your copy. I'm excited to get that out to you guys. But this wraps it up for this episode of the Ignited Firefighter podcast. Click the link in the show notes and be a part of the growing community by joining the Ignited Firefighter Facebook group. This is where we can all contribute and share stories of what new things we're learning along with anything else you want to share or inquire about. I really appreciate those of you who listen to and support the show. Um, I'm going to be reaching out to you as individuals coming up here soon. I write and produce this show for free. So please, if you're getting value from it, give it a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you've got any value from today's show, I'd ask that you share it with someone you think would enjoy it. It'll be a great discussion point for you to connect with those on your crew, and it will introduce them to what we're doing here at Ignited. Thanks again, and until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be Ignited. Ignited.